Africa, home to the most unique people in the world. A place that connects us through our customs, traditions, and even belief itself. Join Mukundi Mudao in Tribal Pursuit, a series that ventures deep into Africa to discover the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. Join the conversation every Wednesday at 10 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. Top of the morning, it is 10 minutes past 10 and you are listening to Tribal Pursuit on 101.9 High FM. I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao and if this is your first time, you're about to have some fun. You're about to have some fun. Now, if you don't know what I did there, I just did a little bit of foreshadowing as a self-proclaimed film buff. That was foreshadowing because we are talking about Zimbabwe today. That's why I saw it so fitting to start the day off with somebody from Zimbabwe and I took a long time deciding on the song. I hope you enjoyed it. Raki, Oliver Mtukuzi. You are listening to Tribal Pursuit and this is going to be a fun one. We are going to Zimbabwe today. We are talking to the Remba. A little, a little later today, I'll be talking to Mr. Modric Mairesera of the Remba community. And he'll be telling me everything, everything about them, everything I want to know. He'll just be, you know, spewing out information. If you want to be part of the conversation or if you just want to say hi or anything of sorts, you can do so. You can SMS me on 34519. You can tell me on Telegram 0618951019. If you want to email me, I don't blame you, on air at highfm.com. And if you have Twitter fingers, that's mostly for the younger ones. If you have Twitter fingers, you can just do so at highfm. This is going to be a great ride. I'm so glad you could join me. We'll be back straight after this. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9 High FM, this is Tribal Pursuit, and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao. Top of the morning on this beautiful Wednesday morning, 13 minutes past 10. And today is a day where we will be in Zimbabwe. You and I are going to Zimbabwe. We're going to talk to Mr. Modric Marisera of the Remba community. Now, I discovered the Remba quite a, few, quite a few years ago, actually. I'm not going to lie. I knew about Remba people because I'm, I, I'm from Limpopo. So my mom would always make mention to them. She'd say, you know, Muremba, Muremba. But I never really knew. I never really knew who these people were. I just knew that there was a group of people called the Remba people. And... I found out they were Jewish. I found out they were Jewish. I found out. Well, they not. Let me say they observe Jewish. They observe Jewish customs and they identify as Jewish. They observe Shabbat. You know the diet is more or less the same. The only difference, the main difference, is the fact that while a lot of Jewish people, while while uh, rabbinical Jewish Judaism follows the matrilineal lineage. Ooh, that's a big word. The matrilineal lineage then. The Remba community followed the patrilineal lineage. There's there's a lot more. There's a lot more that they that they do. There's a lot more about these people, and I'm just so so excited to actually just engage with them and talk to them and actually be part of the conversation. I figured this is something that we had to talk about. If you want to talk to me about it, you can do so. SMS me on three four five one nine. You can tell me on Telegram oh six one eight nine five one zero one nine. You can email me on air at highfm.com. And if you have Twitter fingers, you can do so as well at highfm. Just at highfm, and we'll. We'll talk. <laughs> so, what's happening around Africa? Before we get there, before we get to the Remba community and the Remba people, this is Tribal Pursuit, this is about Africa. 
and what's happening what's happening around africa let me bring you some crazy stories some fun stories from africa that i thought you might want to know do you know who Bongeni Butelezi is? No? Well, don't worry, I will tell you exactly who he is. He is a South African artist that is turning plastic into portraits. So he uses plastic, while other artists might use watercolors or oil paints. Bongeni Butelezi uses waste plastics to create highly textured portraits at a studio in Boysens, Johannesburg. So if you're in Boysens, you can just knock next door. He's probably your neighbor. His medium is the plastic litter he collects from local rubbish, from local rubbish dumps and city streets. And he says animals are dying, fish in the ocean are dying because of this material and because of us human beings. Wow. Wow. So I'll never buy Coke in a, in a, in a bottle ever again. Only use cans, I guess. So he basically uses plastic and he, re he doesn't recycle it, he repurposes it, rather. And I'm looking at one of his portraits. It is pretty cool. It is pretty cool, I'm not gonna lie. He makes... He makes these weird portraits using all these colors and they pop and they pop. It actually looks like an actual person. So that is that is pretty cool. Mbongeni Butelezi. If you if you want to know the name, just you can just Google him and just look at some of his work. It is really cool. Another thing that's happening is Nigeria. Remember when Nigeria banned Twitter? So it was a couple years ago, Nigeria banned Twitter and they didn't want anyone on Twitter. And that's when the, <laughs> the smart people, well, not necessarily the smart people, just the tech savvy people were like, you know what? We have VPNs and everybody got VPNs and <laughs> the whole of Nigeria was back on Twitter. So now the headline says Nigeria orders Facebook, Twitter and others to provide information on harmful accounts. I feel like they're always fighting social media one way or the other. Social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook and TikTok will be required to register and open offices in Nigeria and appoint contact persons with the government. This regulation forms part of the new draft regulations from the National Information Technology Development Agency, whoo, published on Monday, 13th of June. That was last week. This comes six months six, six months after Nigeria lifted a ban on the usage of Twitter in the country. Yeah, because the whole country was still on Twitter. Everybody just got VPNs and worked around it. So they practically just said, you know what? We're gonna make it legal again, because everybody was still on Twitter. I know that for a fact. But it is pretty cool. I feel like social media is. It's good and funny enough today I, I guess it's social media day today social media is cool when it serves its purpose i like it i like it i'm an advocate for it because it's where everybody gets to showcase their skills and talents if they have it if you if you are an artist much like mbongeni butelezi who i just discussed you can probably post your pictures on instagram tiktok facebook you get a following people find out about you and your career takes off if you're a dancer you just start dancing your career takes off if you are you you get what i'm trying to say you get what i'm trying to say that the the ban on twitter never i was never a fan of it and i'm really i'm really happy that they decided to just bring it back what's happening in malawi hundreds of elephants to be carried across malawi hundreds hundreds how do you move hundreds of elephants I think, do you know how hard it is to move one elephant? <laughs> okay, I've never tried it, but I'm pretty sure it's not the easiest task in the world. But they're doing so. Why? Wildlife authorities in Malawi say they are transferring 250 elephants. <laughs> Two, I gotta watch that. Somebody please film that and let, just, I wanna see it. 250 elephants to a national, to a national park where the population has fallen significantly, mainly because of poaching for ivory. Well. 
we know that. 50 years ago, there were well over a thousand elephants in central Malawi's Kasungu National Park. Today, just over a hundred. Wow. You know, there's always days where I say there's faith in humanity. I'll see somebody give, give to the needy and say, yeah, this, I have hope for humanity. And then I'll read articles like this. And I'll say, you know what? Yeah, yeah. 80% of the world's problems are probably because of us. So the new additions will be moved nearly 400 kilometers on lorries from Rwanda National Park in the south of the country, where poaching has almost completely stopped. So yay for that. Elephant numbers there have increased, causing conflict with local communities and the, and the destruction of crops. Well, there's a lady in India that has that certainly has a problem with, <laughs> with elephants. 20 minutes past 10, you are listening to Tribal Pursuit. I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao. This is 101.9 High FM. If you want to get in touch with me, you can do so. 34519 is the SMS line. 061-895-1019 is our telegram line. If you want to email me, feel free on air at highfm.com and if you want to just tweet me just tweet at highfm this is tribal pursuit with mukundi mudao venturing deep into africa to discover the who how and why of the beautiful people that identify as jewish Okay, going to your messages. Good morning, Mukundi. Please, can you explain the practical effects of tribalism on the current transformational agenda? Those are a lot of words. <laughs> Let me read that again. Good morning, Mukundi. Please, can you explain the practical effects of tribalism on the current transformational agenda? This is not that kind of party. I don't know. <laughs> different types, different, different tribes. We're using the word tribe for different reasons, for different reasons and different meanings. But thank you for your message. <laughs> okay. It's that time of the day where I bestow some wisdom upon you. Gather around. Let me tell you. This is an, this is our African proverb of the day. And it says, Confiding a secret to an unworthy pers person is like carrying grain in a bag with a hole. That's, that's pretty cool. That's it. That's it. Confiding a secret to an unworthy person is like carrying grains in a bag with a hole. Which basically means giving a secret to an unfit person is like airlifting grain in a bag with a hole. Never expose your secrets until you have achieved your goal. But if you do choose to share them, you must be cautious about who you share them with. If you believe the person with whom you, you reveal your secret will no longer keep it hidden, or if the person performs a prank on it, it is useless and a waste of time and your work. So there you go. Be careful who you tell your business, be careful who you tell your secrets, and your life will be great. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9 High FM, this is Tribal Pursuit, and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao. If you have just joined me, welcome. Top of the morning, how are you? And also, where have you been? Let me know. 34519 is the SMS line. 0618951019 is the telegram line. If you want to email me, you can do so on air at highfm.com. And if you're on Twitter and you don't want to switch apps because that's a hassle, I understand too. That's why you can just at highfm and let me know what you think. Be part of the conversation. Or you can just say hi. I like saying hi to people. I'll, I'll, I'll even wave in the studio. <laughs> Okay, classes in session. What do I mean by that? Mr. Modric Marasera, a member of the Lemba community, joins us today. And I'm very excited. This will be the first interview of the show. There's no turning back after here, eh? Let's hope it's smooth sailing. There's no turning back from here after this. Mr. Marasera, Mamkase, how are you? Welcome to Tribal Pursuit. 
Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here. Thanks, Mukundi. I'm good. Now, Mr. Marasera, you were born and bred a member of the Lemba community. Is that correct? Yes, born and raised as Lemba. Okay, I've spoken quite a bit in the last 30 minutes or so, but I was really leaving everything to you because you know better. Could you please just give us a history of the Lemba people? So the Lemba are a tribe that is now mainly found in Southern Africa, predominantly Zimbabwe, South Africa, and Western parts of Mozambique in Chimoyo province. So our history is we migrated first from Judea and we went to Yemen approximately 2,500 years ago. Mm. And then we still stayed in Yemen up around 720 uh, CE, and that is common era. We do not say AD because we do not believe in the after death in, in Jesus is, uh, Christ. So we use CE, which means common era. Yeah. Uh, and then with the rise of Islam around 700, the Lemba group that was in Yemen was pushed out because they wouldn't convert to Islam. And the place that came to our mind to migrate to after we were pushed out was Africa. Why Africa? Because we were traders when we were in Yemen, uh, middlemen and merchants. And we were already coming to Africa, trading with African tribes, the great Zimbabwe state, and the early Bandu states that had settled uh, in Southern Africa, bringing processed goods like jewelry and trading with minerals ivory and bringing those to the Middle East to trade with the people that were in the Middle East and also as far as India. So when we got pushed out of Yemen, we fled to Africa and settled in along the Indian Ocean coast, present day Mozambique. We stayed there for a while. In Yemen, we had built a city which is called Sena, probably the present day capital city of Yemen. Uh, which is Sana. And then in Mozambique, again, we built another city called Sena. There's still a province in Mozambique, which is called Sena. Uh, then after some time, with the proximity to the ocean and the coast, and mm. with Swahili merchant capitalists and Arab merchant capitalists coming into the African interior to trade, we felt unsafe staying along the Indian Ocean coast. So we moved further inland, first to Gorongosa, which is currently a national park in Mozambique, and then to Zimbabwe, Nyanga, and then Weza, uh, central Zimbabwe, in the eastern province, Mashonale and East. And then from Weza, we moved southwards to Gokomere, uh, present-day province of Mashingo, and then to the Great Zimbabwe, where we built the Great Zimbabwe Monuments. Really? The one of the stones and everything? Yes, they were that one where the country Zimbabwe gets its, gets its, its name. Mm. Uh, and then there is a tradition that there was a plague while we were uh, at the Great Zimbabwe and we scattered across Zimbabwe and others moved into South Africa, uh, settled in the northern province of Limpopo and also... Uh, some went back east to Weza, 
101.9 High FM, this is Travel Pursuit, and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Modao here to bring you good vibes and a good time. Looking at me through my computer screen right now is Mr. Modric Mairesera of the Lemba community. I've been talking about them the whole day. Okay, you said that some members of your community moved down. Limpopo, to be specific. Now, I'm from Limpopo and I'm Venda. Growing up, my mom always used to say, which means you're as stubborn as a Lemba person. Now, I say that because growing up, I always, I always knew that there were people called the Lemba people, but that's as far as it got. There were just different Venda people that lived in a different part of Venda. It wasn't only until I started doing my research and I found out that, no, the Lemba people aren't just Venda people. They're people, you know, in the southern part of Africa, and it's a whole tribe of people. And the whole Jewish thing, that's when I found out about it as well. I say that to ask, how has your interaction been with the rest of the Lemba community outside of Zimbabwe, like the ones down here in South Africa? We have a lot of interaction. Uh, we want it to be uh, stronger, uh, to build stronger connections between the Lemba, in, be they in Mozambique, be they in Zambia, Zimbabwe, and in South Africa. Uh, you find, if you go to South Africa, the same clan names that you find in Zimbabwe, they are Tovakares, spelled slightly different uh, because mm. they use Venda language in South Africa. Every tribe that you find in Zimbabwe is also in South Africa, and the same clan, Lemba clan line, uh, names are still maintained there. I need to explain further the, the Lemba is one tribe of people who have Jewish origins, but they are subdivided into 12 clans. Uh, so if you go to South Africa, you find the same clans that you find in Zimbabwe, that you find in Mozambique, that you find in Zambia. So it's obvious that we are one people separated by these demarcations that colonialists established, but we practically one people. So mm. we are striving to build stronger connections uh, between Lemba, even though they are now settled in different countries okay okay and this might be a bit controversial but i have to ask this you say you're jewish you identify as jewish you practice jewish customs and practices however you're not officially recognized as jewish by the israeli government or the chief rabbi how has that been for you it's a challenge because obviously we want recognition from fellow jews but that doesn't mean we are seeking validation. Mm. We are convinced that we are Jews and uh, we don't need anybody's validation for us to be Jewish. The problem that we are facing is the Judaism that is there right now is called rabbinical Judaism. And over the years, and we are a pre-rabbinical Jewish society, meaning when we came from Yemen and Judea. That was before the edge of rabbinic Judaism. So the traditions that we have, uh, the holidays that we celebrate, are mostly those that come from the Torah, which is the Jewish Bible. And then later on with the development of Judaism, with the coming of rabbinical Judaism, there were some developments, for example, matrilineal descent, whereby a person is Jewish because their mother is Jewish. We are still keeping 
patrilineal descent, meaning a person is Lemba because and Jewish because their father is Jewish. So those are the stumbling blocks that are still there that makes it difficult for some Jews to recognize us. But however, to their credit, a lot of Jews in the United States, in Israel, have recognized us as Jews and they've already started working with us uh, with the intention of making us reconnect uh, with the Jews around the world and also with rabbinical Judaism. So it's a development and we are hoping that one day soon uh, this won't be an issue. Some would want us to convert first. There are some Lemba who are not comfortable with that idea of converting. Obviously, they feel you can't be Jewish and want to convert to be Jewish. Uh, that doesn't make any sense because we already recognize and consider ourselves self-identify as Jewish. Ah, so you feel conversion would make you lose your identity as the Remba people? We are divided. We do not have a consensus of opinion over conversion. The younger generation especially would want to convert, not because it will make us better Jews. We are already Jews, but it will open a lot of opportunities, build a lot of connections. Like, for example, we have programs in Israel like Pades, like master programs, where we would send our young people to go and learn, take Jewish studies, uh, be able to interact with fellow Jews there. So politically, it would make it easier if we convert to be able to make those connections. Uh, mostly the older generations are not comfortable with the idea of converting uh, for them to be uh, able to be recognized as Jews. Okay, I understand. However, we do need a break. Perhaps I'll take the time to process what I just heard before I ask any more questions. This is 101.9 High FM, Tribal Pursuit of the Name of the Show, and I am your dear friend, Mukundi Mudao. Today, I'm not alone. We have a friend of the show, Mr. Modrek Marasera. We are talking about the Remba community from their history to their way of life. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to ask. 34519 is the SMS line. 0618951019 is the Telegram line. If you want to email me your question on air at HiFM. Or you can just tweet me at HiFM and I'll get to your questions. I'll get to your thoughts. I'll get to your part of the conversation. Or if you want to say hi, I'll say hi back too. This is 101.9 HiFM. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back shortly. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9 High FM, this is Tribal Pursuit, and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao. If you have just joined me, welcome. I'm not alone today. I have a friend of the show with me, Mr. Modric Marasera, and we are talking everything Remba. Mr. Marasera is a member of the Remba community, and he is unloading and just telling me, just giving me answers to every question I have. I am loving it. I'm having fun. I hope you are too. If you are, let me know. 34519 is our SMS line. 0618951019 is our Telegram line. If you want to email me, you can freely do so. Don't worry about it. On air at highfm.com. And if you're on Twitter, you can just tweet me at highfm. Okay, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Mr. Marisera, I heard you talk about 
the community and the history. But doing my research, I discovered that a fair chunk of the community, a fair chunk of the tribe, as you as you say, is you know they are Muslim and Christian. It seems there seems to be a bit of a divide. I don't know if there is. I'm just assuming. Do you still embrace and interact with other members of the community that don't identify as Jewish? Yes, unfortunately, that is the case. There is a history to that, which is primarily the history that every African tribe went through. Mm. With the coming of missionaries and colonialists, Mm. uh, Christianity was pushed on Africans and other tribes, and a lot of them adopted the religion of Christianity, uh, and a lot of them abandoned their tribal religions and some of their customs. Uh, That's the same thing that happened to the Lemba. Uh, Enrollment to schools required that somebody had to be Christian. And unfortunately, we have members who converted to Christianity and they identify as Lemba by culture and Christian by religion. So you would find those people self-identifying as Lemba. They treat it as as a culture, but their religion, they would identify as Christian. They still maintain some of the Lemba customs, male circumcision, dietary laws, celebration of some of the holidays. But there is a lot of dilution of our culture, especially uh, when people are embracing Christianity, which means they have to abandon some of the things that they feel are in contradiction with the religion of Christianity. So there's been a lot of assimilation, not only to Christianity, but also to Islam. There have been a wave of uh, Muslims coming from Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, coming to Africa to convert Africans to Islam. And the Lemba have been their main target. Why? Because of the rather similar customs that we have between Muslims and the Lemba. For example, we practice male circumcision just like they do. Uh, We practice almost similar dietary laws, different though because there are some animals that they eat and we don't eat like catfish, like seafood. And also the Lemba love their alcohol, it's not forbidden. Uh, in Lemba culture, and it's not allowed in Islam. Uh, So, however, because of the few similar customs and cultural practices that are are between the Lemba and Muslims, uh, we have been a target for Muslims to convert uh, to their religion. We are trying to strengthen the connection between Lemba and the, the religion of Judaism with the idea to make them see that their uh, true religion is Judaism. And uh, we are recording a bit of a success. Uh, Most who were sitting on the lines and others uh, who never identified with Islam or Christianity have embraced Judaism as their true religion. And others are even coming from Christianity and Islam coming to join us. I wanted to get on the conversation of marriage. I know that much like a lot of communities, marrying outside the tribe is a bit frowned upon. Why is that? The reason for that is to guard against assimilation. 
Uh, when you marry into a different tribe, you kind of dilute Lemba blood and you bring someone who have a deep, different uh, culture and a different religion that they might keep on holding on to. And as a result, it opens the tribe up to assimilation. So the elders try to discourage intermarriages as much as possible. But then being a patrilineal society, uh, when a male marries from other tribes, we consider the children to be Lemba. And more often than not, the wives tend to also convert wholeheartedly to the Lemba culture and Lemba religion. So there are a lot of Lemba who married from different tribes and their wives uh, went on to embrace uh, Lemba culture and religion. However, when male uh, girls marry outside the tribe uh, with most Africans also being patrilineal, they have no power over their culture or the religion they want to practice. More often than not, they do as the cultures they married into. Uh, so we are a bit more strict about Lemba girls marrying outside than we are about Lemba boys marrying uh, outside the tribe. More often than not, the elders disowned any girls that married uh, into other tribes. So it's almost impossible for a female member of the community to marry outside and still remain a member of the community. Yes, uh, almost impossible. Almost impossible. And that's just to protect the bloodline, if I may call it that. Yes, the bl- bloodline, the culture and the religion. This is 11.9 High FM. You're listening to Tribal Pursuit. I'm your friend Mukundi Mudao. Today I'm talking to Mr. Modrek Mairacera of the Remba community. Unfortunately, I see that we are running out of time. Now, Mr. Mairacera, I just wanted to ask, how has your interaction been with other Jewish communities or organizations that interact with you? How has that been? We have very strong connections uh, with some Jews and organization, Jewish organizations across the world. For example, Kulanu, it's an organization that is based in New York, and uh, it works with isolated, emerging, and uh, retaining Jewish communities. When we say, we say emerging, we are speaking about Jews of choice, like the Abba Yudaya in Uganda. Yeah. Uh, those who are coming back, like the Lemba, we have Jewish traditions and a Jewish history. And isolated those communities that live scattered across the world, isolated from mainstream Jewish communities. So Kulan has been helping us since 2012. Mm. Uh, they helped us establish the Arale Lemba Synagogue community, the Great Zimbabwe community in rural Mashingo. And we are establishing other communities across uh, the country. And Kulano has been helping us. And there are other Jewish organizations that are reaching us, out to us to help us because they recognize us. And in closing, I'd just like to know, and I'm pretty sure my friends sitting at home would like to know too, how's the current state of the Remba community? Is the community growing? How, how's everything? We have two communities, congregations that are well established the Arare Lemba Synagogue, which is a congregation in Arare, 
and the Great Zimbabwe uh, congregation, which is Mashingo. And we are opening other congregations in different districts in Zimbabwe. What we did was we trained a lot of people to be leaders within their rural communities. So the Harare Lemba Sinago community was the training ground for leaders, prospective leaders. So these people are going back to their rural communities and establishing congregations there. So the future is bright for Judaism within the Lemba community in Zimbabwe. Mr. Marisera, thank you so much for your time and for telling us all that you that you told us. I have learned quite a bit. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Mkundi. It has been a pleasure to be able to speak with you. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9 High FM, Tribal Pursuit is the name of the show, and I am your dear friend Mukundi Mudao. How was that? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I really loved listening to Mr. Marisera tell me everything about that Emba, and I hope you did too. Looking at your messages, D says, as the South African Jewish community, we need to embrace our Emba brothers and lobby to the Israeli government to welcome home one of our tribes. Whether they are halakhically Jewish or not, we need to integrate and share ideas. Initially, we were in our tribes. We can stay in our tribes, but Israel, wait. Okay, sorry. I swear, I know how to read. We can stay in our tribes, but Israel needs to recognize them with the law of return and strengthen and diversify our nation. Mm-hmm. That's exactly a conversation I was having with, with a certain rabbi a few weeks ago, and he said, it's not our job to tell these people whether they're Jewish or not. It's not our job to actually determine whether they're Jewish or not. If they identify as Jewish and they say they are, they are our brothers, then why not? I myself am not Jewish. Once again, I just enjoy and find the whole conversation and the whole thing interesting, especially once I discovered the different tribes that identify as Jewish. Um, Joseph Komape says, Mukundi, I'm happy to hear your voice a bit longer than as a sound engineer. Ha, huh. if my day wasn't made before it is now. Thank you, Joseph. Also says, fascinating and informative your discussion with your guest. Yes, I told you. You will learn and you will have fun at the same time. I keep my promises, man of my word. Uh, what is your... Oh, Jenna, I am so sorry. I didn't see your question in time. Jenna wanted to know, what does your guest say about the about the book about the Demba that proves they are Jewish through DNA testing? I also read about that. It said they are, I think, 90% Jewish or something. I forgot to ask him about that. Ooh, that would have been a really good question. I'd have loved to pick his brain about that too. Hannah, straight from Zimbabwe. I got this. Mamkase, Shangwari. I hope I said that right. If I did, if I did, then please forgive me. If I didn't, then please forgive me. She says, love your music and I love your show originally from Zimbabwe and they also love your guest. Yes, well, I will certainly tell Mr. Maricera that Hannah specifically <laughs> loved him. So it is 10.53, which unfortunately means it's that time of the day. I have to love and leave you. And fear not, worry not, because next week I'll be right here on this chair, on this microphone, talking to you, telling you about the different tribes, and we are going all the way to Uganda. To speak to the Abayudaya, I will be speaking to uh, Rabbi Gershom Suzomu, and he will be telling us everything. Once again, I'll be talking to him the same way I talked to Mr. Modric Marisera. You do not want to miss that one. I said it last week, this is going to be my favorite interview to do, and I am standing 
I'm standing by my word. I am not moving. I don't I don't care. You know, I said the same thing about parents. You know when parent when kids ask parents who's your favorite? This is it. This is it. I'm not going to give the politically correct answer. This is it. I love it. But 10:54. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you loved it. And if you did, we'll be back next week same time, same place. And if you didn't enjoy the show, well then come back let me try to convince you one more time <laughs> i do not leave you alone i do not leave you alone i do leave you in the safe and responsible hands of elisia albach by the way can we just can we just thank craig our sound engineer he gave me a thumbs up man a few words gave me a thumbs up none of this would have would have been possible without this man pushing all the buttons once again i leave you in the same warm and responsible hands of elisia albach with hayom katsar until next time have a good day